before the word of God today, this evening. Um, so Apostle E.C. sends her regards. man of God will first with us physically or you know presently however um the reason why we even arrived at this point where I was able to help you sort out what needs to be sorted uh we were having a conversation and we realized that there is some there was a teaching that she had done not too long ago um exclusively to exclusively to um, the EC Benedicta Institute. It was a webinar that she had held concerning the Academy of the Builders and it was such a powerful teaching, you know. Uh, and just looking back at that, I said, Apostle, I think we need to find a way to incorporate this into the curriculum of the Builders Masterclass that we have ongoing, you know. Um, and we finally arrived at the point where we said, okay, let's share it, let everyone listen. Today's session, I must say, heads up, today's session will not be, the recording will not be put up on YouTube or anywhere else because you can't even find it anywhere else. It's exclusive to IBI. So it will not, there will be no replay for tonight. So I encourage everyone to be very, very attentive. Uh, take down your notes. Don't wait for any recording or any you know, playback or anything, take down the notes as much as you can tonight because this particular one is exclusive content and we're not putting it up after uh, today or tomorrow. I think it would then be available at EC Benedicta Institute in the near future, maybe in a week from now, and it is actually a paid course. But I spoke with Apostle, I said, let's share it for the purpose of everyone who was not that webinar and i believe that you'll be blessed so who's ready to hear the word of god today who's ready to be blessed who's ready to take down notes who's ready to sit with the holy spirit and brainstorm there are so many gems and nuggets and wisdom there's so much wisdom that was poured um through this webinar i was blessed thoroughly and so many people were and this is an opportunity for us to sit with wisdom again tonight so father in the name of jesus we open up our hearts we open up our minds and our spirits, Lord, to absorb all that your spirit is raining down upon us. We pray, almighty God, for increase. We pray, almighty God, for capacity to receive you. We pray, O oh God, that our hearts will be fruitful, Lord, to receive the word. And it will prosper in the name of Jesus. And we ask and pray, Lord, that as your word is released, instructions, it is being released and filtered in our spirits as instructions, as blueprints, Lord, as direction, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we give you praise. For in Jesus' precious name, we pray. And we declare this meeting open in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God. So let's listen and let's be ready. Um, immediately after the session, we'll touch on a few things that are highlighted and we'll go into a time of prayer. So uh, I, I pray that you are blessed. And uh, over to you. Mr. Kachi, um, let's have the teaching for tonight. God bless you.
So what we're teaching today is how to build for lasting impact. One of the first things you want to note is where we are at currently in the world. With all that is going on in the world, we see um, how different people are in a state of fear, in a state of pain. We see nations being broken down. We see systems being broken down. We see the world power failing us. And we begin to understand that irrespective of this seemingly robust structure um, and you know, infrastructure that the nations of the world have. It's everything seems to be failing real quickly. And in the midst of the failure of state is the depleting of the hope of the people. Um, so in the midst of a time like this, what God is doing is God is calling it, calling the seemingly small and inconsequential people to begin to drive his agenda and his purpose in this season. So one of the first things I want to say to you is that God needs you urgently. God needs you more than, you know, he has ever needed you. You know, um, in this time that we begin to speak about the coming of an end, we begin to speak about, you know, the days where um, Jesus is going to arrive. The question you should begin to ask yourself, because many times when people think about religion, we think about it only from um, the point of view of who you worship, this intangible God. But I was teaching recently and I said to people, when Moses caused the children of Israel to come out of Egypt, what Moses did was a strong political move because you caused one nation to be emancipated out of another nation. So that takes a lot of governmental, political clout and strength and strategy to be able to pull that off considering that Egypt was one of the was the most powerful nation as at that time in powerful in terms of technology powerful in terms of infrastructure powerful in terms of political clout Egypt was very powerful so for Moses to have the ability to pull a nation out of Egypt it is because Moses, God's strategies to Moses were not just spiritual. From the spiritual strategies, distilled a physical governmental plan that shook an entire nation until today, Egypt never became the empire that it used to be. And I need you to hear me really strongly. Part of what is going on is that God is raising out of people that are of this call, men and women that he's going to use to set up sudden infrastructures. And these infrastructures are going to be known as the sprout systems of the media. Sprout systems. Because what is going to happen is that these systems are seemingly going to sprout out of nowhere. And people are going to say they came up suddenly and they became the sprout systems of the new decade. And in, in, as we cross over um, into a new season, in fact, beginning from next year, we. I really need everyone to mute their microphones. Please, can you do that for me? I would greatly appreciate it if you just take a minute to check your mic and make sure your mic is muted. Thank you very much. So this systems beginning from next year, which is 2024, over to 3034, we are going to realize that 
um, systems are going to spring up and they're going to be called the sprout systems because they'll come out suddenly and they'll come out with strength, they'll come out with grace, they'll come out with capacity, they'll come out with ability, they'll come out effective um, because God is once again pouring out his spirit upon everyone. Um, and just like he did with Aholiab and Bezalel, he's pointing out the ability to craft. And at some point today, I'll talk to you about the spirit of craftsmanship. And God is pointing out his spirit. And I need you to know that these things come from God. And it is a spiritual realm. It is a place in the realm of the spirit where the ma a man's mind is able to engage with the mind of God. And then you begin to build and you begin to distill things into the earth. So God needs you, heaven needs you um, in this season to be able to execute the will of heaven. Now, we, we, we can't afford to wait any longer because the stakes are high. Um, the initiatives that you put forth in this season, um, God is going to use them to establish his kingdom agenda. There is a need for divine urgency. Um, there is no need for delayed response in terms of what God is asking you to do. Um, Once it's going to jeopardize the plan of the kingdom. Um, in, a, in a world that is brimming with initiatives, a delayed response risks um, God's initiative being overlooked because there's so many initiatives in the world. So when you delay, if it was even God's own response, it then becomes overlooked by the world because it did not come out at the time that it was supposed to. So part of the things that we need to be able to do this time is to watch our response time. This is not a season where the Lord puts an initiative in your heart and gives you a timeline and you delay it by two years. By the time you come out, you're going to see that it has become an irre irrelevant plan because its season has passed. Um, so in this season, um, another thing that part of what the Spirit of God uh, is teaching us in this webinar about being builders is how to check our intentions versus our strategies. Because I found out that one of the things that happens is that many times we have intentions, well-willing, great intentions, but our intentions never translate into established and marketable ideas. The reason why is because we have great intentions. Um, while the world teaches strategies, our journeys go beyond strategies. So we are crafting systems that will host God himself. So we are going beyond conventional wisdom to build frameworks that can influence a generation. So the world is really about strategies, you know, but we are people that go beyond conventional wisdom to build frameworks that can influence generation. So strategies and um, intentions are great, strategies are great, but strategy and intention will have to meet for us to be the people that God will use and for us to be able to build impactful, long-lasting um, system. Now, the next thing I want us to look at is I want us to reevaluate what um, kingdom impact looks like. So God's kingdom is built through um, transformed lives. That's the first thing. You know, the Bible says Jesus came out of the wilderness and he says, repent, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So the kingdom of God is at hand, but the first response you have 
to this kingdom that has come is repentance. When we think about repentance, many of us think about repentance on the scale of sin and on the scale of things like idolatry, sexual immorality. But repentance is beyond that because the literal word for repentance is metanoia. If you've listened to me, you might have heard me say that a lot. And metanoia in itself means change your mind, change your mind. Metanoia means to change your mind. So Jesus came out of the wilderness screaming, change your mind, change your mind, because the kingdom of God is at hand. So the thing about the kingdom is that the kingdom is measured in transformed minds. And I need you to write that down. So the measure of the kingdom that you are able to establish is determined by the measure of the kingdom that has been established within you. And you want to know that the kingdom is first within you before the kingdom is around you. And what we're talking about building um, for lasting impact, we're talking about building kingdoms because uh, but the kingdom is measured in your transformation. So it is in the mind. And so the mind is not just the seat of intention, but the mind is a seat of initiative, productivity, understanding, wisdom, and capacity for engagement. So the kingdom is beautiful in your lives. Your impact isn't just about um, structures. It's also about the lives that you in turn, you touch, you heal, you empower, and you transform. And you pull in to begin to establish God's purpose. Are we still together? So you begin to realize that um, there are four different pillars by which you are able to evaluate the kingdom. There are many pillars. I'm, go I'm going to share four kingdom evaluation um, pillars with you. Oh, someone says there's no sound. Okay, someone says there is sound. Okay, so is there sound or there is no sound? There is sound. All right, great. So um, you check your uh, check your own area, Caroline in Yambura. I guess it's coming from your end. All right, great. So there are four pillars I want you to take note of when we begin to talk about building for lasting impact. The first pillar is influence. The second pillar is heritage. The third pillar is eternity. And the fourth is people. Now, when we talk about the first pillar, because we are re-evaluating kingdom impact, we were talking about impact and kingdom. So the first pillar is influence. So in the kingdom, impact is not just about the numbers or reach. It's also about the transformative influence that leaves a lasting mark on the hearts and the minds of people. It's about shaping culture shaping perspectives, creating, creating a ripple effect that extends beyond this immediate timeline within which you find yourself. So influence is not just about your immediate impact, but it's about the transformative influence or the transformative power that you have that leaves a lasting mark on the hearts and the minds of people. It's speaking about your ability to shape cultures, to shape perspectives, to create a ripple effect that extends beyond the present timeline. And you begin to think about um, people like Moses, your people, people like Jacob. Let's shift a little bit from scriptures. There are many people that have lived and have died that we still talk about today. We talk about Meda Theresa. We talk about Martin Luther King. We talk about all those people and the works that they did. 
and how the things that they did has transformed the way we think today and the way we evaluate today. Now, these guys are dead physically, but the impact of what they did has reshaped the way we think about life and reshaped the way we think about how to build and what to build. There was a season when people thought that the biggest impact you could ever make is when you have the biggest building. But COVID came and somehow people began to build and extend their reach even further through online devices and online methods. And then we started realizing that Influence is not necessarily about physical buildings. It is really about how much, how far you are able to go, but how you are also able to reshape the way people think and the way people imagine and the way people plan and the way people hope. So you have to be a person of influence if you are going to be a person of the kingdom. So um, you want to reshape culture. And you know, I've talked about several times how culture is a tool in the hands of gods. And how when gods want to establish a mandate and a legacy through multiple generations, what they do is that it comes initially as a spiritual instruction or it just comes as an inspiration. But what then happens is the moment a man builds a structure around a divine inspiration, it is able to manifest itself through generations as a culture. So what began as a culture or what began as an initiative of cell phones has become a culture of communication. A culture of communication that we cannot shake off anymore. And so four generations from now, it can only get better from holding the phones to maybe thinking about the call because communication has drastically changed by one man's invention. And so that's what happens, inspiration from a deity. And the moment you build structure around the inspiration, it has the potentially potential to drastically shape cultures and perspectives. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about um, is heritage. But before, before we get into heritage, you need to understand that God desires his influence to be woven into the very fabric of society. So transforming it from within, your impact should not just be static. It should be a divine influence that sets the course for change. What do I mean about your impact not being static? Because many times we um, do things that are localized. We do things that are centralized to our immediate environment. Things that are centralized to only the culture of where we come from or you know what we see or what we think is right. If you're going to be a person that is able to build or have global influence you must be a person that tells yourself that i don't want static influence i don't want the kind of influence that does not have the capacity to go past my cultural context so you have to be able to calculate into what you are building the cultural differences within various sectors various nations various people and group types and various timelines so god wants to be able to weave his own system of influence into the very fabric of society and we become influential people in the hands of god the moment we recognize that the god we serve is not just a religious being and i've been saying this over and over again he is the seat and the well of all wisdom the second pillar i want us to take a look at real quickly as we talk about reevaluating kingdom and impact is heritage so the first thing is 
influence. The second thing is heritage, because we're talking about building lasting impact or building for lasting impact. So um, remember, impact isn't just about the present, it's about leaving a heritage that echoes through generations. So what you build today should be the foundation for a heritage that stands as a testament to God's faithfulness. So you want to build um, keeping in mind heritage. Now, um, when you when you talk about heritage, the question is, you know, what exactly are you talking about? You know, how how does it become something that another generation can hold and say, this is ours? So heritage can be tangible and intangible heritage, and I want you to know that. So there are some intangible heritages, like, um, for example, culture or speech or mindset there are people who invented certain things that are intangible and they are forever remembered for the shift that they made the people who fought against slave trade the people who fought against who fought for women's rights the people who fought for education rights you know all of these things are intangible they are just things that are set now in the minds of people but this is a heritage so when you are thinking about what you are building you need to ask yourself what is the intangible heritage in what I am building that is going to resonate for, resonate for generations and before I go into tangible heritage I needed to understand something that sorry I'm not going to give you the replay this I'm already doing this for free so this is my business so take your notes enjoy this time because you're not getting the replay praise God yeah so um, one thing you want to note is that Intern when you're building, you have to ask yourself because your physical structures can be taken away from you. Your tangible heritage or structures can be pulled away, but the intangible is more powerful. If you even take it back to scripture, you then realize that the Bible says that the world is held together by the word of God. So this world that we see is held and established upon an intangible system that exists. Now, it is established upon the system of the word. Now, when you think about word, it is not just a, 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 b, b, or the combination of alphabets to form words. That's not the, that's not the most important thing. What is most critical about a word? A word is communicating an intention. A word is communicating a heart. A word is communicating a purpose. A word is an attempt to communicate the weight of a person's mind. That's what a word is. So when it says the world is held together by the word of God, I don't need you to just think about A, B, C, D, E. It means that the structure, the physical structure of the earth is held in place by the mind of Christ and by the desire of Christ. So the moment Jesus or God stops thinking good about us or, or, or says, you know what, this world should cease, in that moment we will all cease to exist. So. The Is it possible to completely mute everybody? Put everybody completely on mute. Pastor Stephanie, is that possible? And then I will just, just give me the right to unmute myself. Yes, it's Please, let's do that. Thank you very much. So, admin... Can admin do that? Okay, host has muted everyone. 
but I just unmuted myself. Do I have the right to unmute myself or anybody can do that? So anybody can unmute themselves. We cannot we can mute someone, but people can unmute themselves. That's usually arranged. Okay, so let's cooperate everybody. Let's keep ourselves muted. Great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. All right. So um, your intangible heritage is usually more powerful. Um, and I use the example of the world, this tangible world, be held together by the word of God, which is seemingly intangible but powerful. So the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So that tells you that the intangibility of thought is actually the foundation of life. So it may seem intangible to think, but that's actually what happens to you. So when it begins to talk about, it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It says, from the heart flows the affairs of the life, of your life. So there is something about this seemingly intangible heritage that gives you tangible influence and power and access and legacy. So I cannot talk to you about building for lasting impact until I first talk to you about the power of the intangible. And this is where heritage really, um, really comes into play. So you must ask yourself as you begin to erect the systems you're erecting and you build the structures you're building, ask yourself, what is my tangible, intangible heritage that I'm living? Um, a lady, a pastor walked up to me um, yesterday, I think. Was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? I'm not sure. I traveled on Wednesday. That was the day before yesterday, yeah. At a meeting that I preached at. And she, she came to me afterwards and she said, you know, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Not just for the sermon you just preached, but for the life you are living. She said, we see you. We see you going. She said, but we are seeing you and for every time you are moving, we are saying to ourselves, it is possible, it is possible, it is possible. She said, you are showing us the way, you are crafting a path for us, we see you soaring. And I thought that was really, really powerful. And that speaks about an intangible heritage, you know. So what am I doing? I am saying to a generation of women across the world that it is possible. God will use you. God can use you. Hey, watch me. God is using me. And the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And as long as I am a testimony of the hand of God upon my life, it is a prophecy to you that God can do the very same things with you. You know, so I needed to understand that for me, that's one of my intangible heritage, that if I were to die today, I sometimes I ask myself, if I were to be taken out of this world today, what have I built that would be the testament of my life? What would people say about me? What would people's Instagram posts be like? What would people's speech at my funeral sound like? How many lives, how many people can say, you know what, she greatly challenged me to think differently, to act differently, to build differently, to walk differently, you know, to imagine differently, to plan, to do ministry differently. I challenge them to be better. These are your intangible heritage. So it doesn't matter how much profit you make from the things that you build. One of the first questions you want to ask yourself is write it down. What are the intangible heritage that I want to be able to hand over to my children?
What is it? Now, I said to you people, when God blessed Abraham, and Abraham blessed Isaac, and Isaac blessed Jacob, and Jacob blessed the 12 tribes, what did they give to them? It wasn't a stone. It wasn't a stick. It wasn't the keys to a vault. It wasn't houses or cars. It wasn't that. What was the blessing? It was a seemingly intangible portfolio. But within the portfolio of the spoken blessing was the power for these men in their time to be able to build nations and structures and systems and everlasting legacy. It came from the intangible heritage that was handed down to their father Abraham by God and was handed down from Abraham to their fathers and to their father's fathers. So you want to ask yourself, what is within my intangible portfolio? Fantastic, Eunice. What is within it that I can give to the world that can become a heritage for my children and for my children's children? I know I just asked you a question. Think about five intangible heritage that you want to leave in this world by the time your, your, your time is up. Give me five intangible heritage you want to leave with this world. Write it in your notebooks. Write it in your journal. And I will counsel you as you write, pray in the Holy Ghost. Just begin to pray. Because the thing you are doing right now on this call is going to change your life forever. It's going to reorganize the business you are building. Because some of you will realize that you have spent years erecting structures that have nothing to do with your core value. That has nothing to do with the very things you want to live in, live this world with. You have spent years investing in organizations, in systems that will in no way facilitate the heritage you want to live with this generation. Go ahead and write it in your notebooks. What is that thing you are giving to the next generation? What are you giving to the world? What are you giving to your children? How would they say this world changed because she did this? Or nobody ever thought that this was possible until she did it or he did it. Until you said it, it completely changed the way that people imagine, the way nations build their policies, the way um, industries craft. Write it down. You have three more minutes to go. Pray, pray, pray. Ask the Lord that this will be the day, the time, where things become clear for you and things become clear in your life. Write it down. One thing I'm going to counsel you to do is you should drill down to a measure of specificity because everybody wants to tell the world about Jesus. Everybody, every Christian wants to do that. Uh, strength, order, boldness, great, great, great. But in what area specifically or for what thing specifically so if i call certain names you can be very specific about what they did and how which part of your mind they affected do you understand so you say mother teresa immediately you think about the power of one woman to transform you know or to bring people out of poverty that is very specific so you have to be kind of like specific about what you want to do or which parts of life you want to, you know, change or impact, you know. So when you call certain people's names, you can tell in one sentence exactly what they did. Exactly, Ijama. Thank you. You understand? 
have a foundation to help well that's a, that's a good plan but so what 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 doing that what has that impacted in the minds of people remember we're talking about the intangible all right so that is for the intangible um, for tangible, it is the structures that you build. It is actually the physical things that can be seen, that can be touched, that can be felt, that you have. Can be documented and handed over to another generation and it can be seen, you know, it's tangible. You know, it's like institutions, it's organizations, um, it is houses and, and cars and businesses and you know stuff like that that you build so these are physical things so remember we're talking about re-evaluating kingdom impact and i said the first pillar is influence what does influence really look like and the second pillar is heritage and i talked to you about the tangible and your intangible heritage um so the So the third pillar is eternity. When you are re-evaluating what kingdom impact really looks like, um, you cannot effectively um, evaluate what impact in terms of kingdom is like if you haven't begun to think about eternity and considering the power of eternity um, now. We are considering the power of eternity in your now. So I found out that many times when people think about what they want to build, they think about what is the most profitable thing that I can do now? What is the most, uh, what is the thing that will give me the quickest influence now? That's what people think about, you know. So for example, you hear, oh, people are resigning their jobs to go and be only fans workers or something crazy like that so i had to ask somebody i was like what is this only fans that everybody's you know resigning to go do and they explained it to me i was like what what is going on with this generation you know and then you realize that part of the problem we are having is that people are thinking about um wealth and thinking about sustenance but they are not thinking about eternity but you cannot be a person that builds an, a lasting structure and something that is impactful if you are not thinking about how does this thing transcend beyond time? Does this thing carry the internal fabric that can enable it be accepted in eternity? Does this thing give me benefit in the life to come? Am I able to present it before the Lord? And I want to give you um, something that will just kind of affect your mind a little bit because many times when we think about eternal things many of us think about oh feed the poor you know take care of people who don't have you know these are good things that God likes absolutely very true God wants you to do it but we need to expand our minds just a little bit more you know in Mark 14 verse 9 we see a story about a woman with an alabaster box and this woman comes to anoint Jesus I needed to hear me she comes to anoint Jesus and she breaks the box at the feet of Jesus. We all know the story. And the whole room is filled with aroma. And, you know, everybody's buzzing because it's expensive. And people are like, my goodness. And one of Jesus' servants says something. He said, why would she do that? We could have sold this and gotten like $10,000 and used it to feed the poor. And Jesus responded to them and said, the poor you're, only, you're always going to have with you. But what this woman has done 
is that this woman has established an eternal legacy for herself so that anywhere the gospel is preached, she's going to be talked about. Remember, the gospel is not just um, Jesus healed the sick, Jesus raised the dead, Jesus died for our sins. But the gospel is the good news. It says, the spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me to number one, heal the brokenhearted. So the gospel, there is a good news in people that are suffering from trauma, people that are suffering from heartache, people that are suffering from mental illnesses and problems. The gospel to them is that, listen, this is a trap. It is, it is a brokenness and you can be healed from it. There is a gospel to people like that. There is a gospel to people who are in different kinds of captivity. Do you understand? So the gospel is in different ways. Yeah, but wherever the gospel is preached, this woman is going to be spoken about. Now, we don't know her name. So we are not, I don't even know who she is. But speaking about her is not just saying a woman brought a book and an alabaster box. If I were to take this teaching out of the context of my office and I were to be teaching it in an, in a, in an organization or to a company, I'll be teaching it as a completely different principle. I'll be teaching it as the principle of impact versus profit. I'll be teaching it as the principle of legacy versus increase. You know, and teaching about how sometimes you need to give what you believe is of greatest worth to be able to leave the biggest mark. You know, so this woman being preached is not just about recalling her name but what jesus was saying was that she was teaching us kingdom and teaching us authority and teaching us um jurisdiction and power across boundaries in a different way and teaching us that listen sometimes to have the greatest authority you need to give the greatest sacrifice sometimes to have the longest lasting legacy you need to give the longest lasting gift so that people will consistently talk about it because of not just the impact it made in the moment but its ability to be consistently remembered through time as something that nobody could have ever done in the state that you were when you did it do you understand what i'm saying so there are countless numbers of people that have done great things in life but you usually measure greatness based on the person's worth and the person's abundance. But she gave, not because she had multiple um, gifts or wells, but she gave out of what she had. And so she's remembered for it. And even people that were wealthier had not even thought about breaking an alabaster box at the feet of a master. She was the first person to do it. So it wasn't about money, it was about mindset. People had more and breaking an alabaster box meant nothing to the richest men of their time. But they never thought about it and doing it for Jesus. Because it is all about mindset. Wealth is in the mind. Impact is in the mind. Kingdom is in the mind. Influence is in the mind. So she had the least, but she gave the most. And the most, not because of the amount, but because of how much her mind could imagine about what a sacrifice could look like. Exactly, it was the same thing about Solomon. So God wasn't thrilled about a thousand cows or cattles or whatever. God has a lot more than that. The Bible says a cattle upon a thousand hills are mine. So it wasn't about the fact that Solomon gave 
a thousand cattle or, or ram or cow, whatever he killed. It was the fact that one man thought about it when no other man had ever thought about it. And he said, I'm going to give this. So many times the reason why we don't leave a mark in heaven and on earth is because we are unwilling to stretch the boundaries of our sacrifice. We are unwilling to stretch how far our mind can think about what is acceptable or what can be given. We are willing to stretch it. So we become limited. As a matter of fact, I was having a call today with one of the leaders in my ministry and we were talking about the abundance and the provision of God. And we're talking about how much we have given this year alone and how much we have done this year alone. And many people look at what we do at People of Influence, Mantle of Deborah, and think, oh man, these guys have like a 2,000 member congregation or they have like people who are giving them so much money, but we don't really have that. We have just a few, <laughs> a few committed, strong people who give, you know, and with that, we have literally watched, what do you have? Five loaves of bread and two fish. Break it, bless it, give it out. And we have watched it multiply supernaturally. Now, that being said, I said to her, excuse me, please. I said to her, isn't it funny how we have given the most this year, but we have been most wealthy this year. And one will think that when you give this much, you'll be poor. All these church things, all these kingdom things, you give, you will lack. But it's crazy. I have increased in wealth this year than I, have, than I did last year. I have more in my bank account today than I had this time last year. But I have actually spent more this year than I did last year on the kingdom. And I said to her, it's a spiritual principle about increase. And it's the principle of the jars. As long as you bring the jars of goodness, the jar of impact, the jar of goodwill, the jar of providing for your generation, the jar of legacy, the jar of hope to a people. As long as you keep bringing the jars before the Lord, the oil of provision will keep flowing. And so at the end of the day, you're going to have oil overflowing and overpouring for you and your household because you keep bringing the jars. So as long as you keep saying, Lord, here I am. So tomorrow, Deborah's Impact Project Africa, we did not exist this time last year. There was no such thing as deeper. It was in the month of April, the Spirit of God gave us by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, the name Deborah's Impact Project Africa. And then we set it up and it's registered and we're doing projects now at, in different countries in Africa. And so tomorrow we're launching in Nigeria. We're like, we want to open a food bank in Nigeria. And when we say these things, it sounds ridiculous. Like who do these ladies think they are? But that's exactly what's going to happen. So by this time next year, Deeper Nigeria is going to have a food bank that will be stationed in different places, different states, and different locations in different states. We're going to have containers. We're going to have, remember, acts of preservation, storehouses of provision, upper rooms of encounters. So that we are we're great at building upper rooms of encounters, but we are not yet great at building acts of preservation and storehouses of provision. So it's a storehouse of provision. If farming were to hit this nation, deeper is going to feed the land. So how do you start? You start with your five loaves of bread and two fish and watch God multiply it. Now, why am I saying this? We will do it, but guess what? We will multiply. 
We give, but we grow in the midst of giving. I'm telling you a key and a secret to impact. Give, because why? You are building for eternity. So Jesus said to them, the poor you are always going to have with you. So you then begin to realize that what is eternally accepted is not necessarily what is emotionally accepted here on earth. So people do some things that are like, wow, this is so good, this is so powerful, wow, they're taking care of the poor. Jesus is like, um, hello, in this instance, I need it. This is not about the poor right now. There will always be poor people till I return. So you have to be able, when you're building for eternity, you have to be able to draw the line. What I'm doing, is it necessarily going to be accepted in eternity because it looks good, it sounds good, it feels good? Or is it going to be accepted in eternity because it carries the weight of the opinion of God? It carries the kind of structures that can make it transferable from generation to generation. It is actually impacting people in, a, in an undeniable way. You have to be able to measure. So just because it is emotionally transformative doesn't necessarily mean it has eternal impact or internal value. So kingdom impact transcends beyond temp the, the, the temporal and extends into eternity. So it's all about investing in things that have eternal significance, aligning your efforts with God's eternal plan. Now the fourth pillar is people. So at the heart of kingdom impact are always transformed lives. So that's the fourth pillar, people. So it's about impacting individuals who, in turn, become agents of change. It's people-centric approach that aligns with God's heart for every soul. So that's the fourth pillar, a people-centric approach. If people cannot testify of the impact of what you are building, it most likely would not be would not it most likely would not be lasting. So I want you to think about it. Think about this: the pattern in many initiatives often revolves around personal success or solving a perceived problem. While these pursuits are inherently flawed, they often miss the profound depth of God's intention, which is replenishment. So many initiatives are about, oh, how do I grow big? How do I grow rich? How do I? So these things are flawed. The most important thing you should think about is what is God's intention? And this intention revolves around something in Genesis 128, which is replenish the earth. So on one hand, the idea inspires us to build for profit, influence or solve visible problems. But on the other hand, God has a bigger plan. It's about replenishing, restoring and rekindling divine essence that has been depleted from our world. So the popular idea, you know, even though it's not devoid of merit, falls short in one critical aspect. It often neglects the spiritual dimension of replenishment. So initiatives may succeed financially or operationally, but without a foundation which is rooted in God's intentions, they risk becoming hollow structures with little or no impact. So great, great, great that you're building something that is good, but sorry no it's not three it's four the fourth one is people yes so you need to think about what you are replenishing are we together if somebody is having a great time in this webinar i need you to just put it up pi keep going this is 
powerful this is fiery i'm learning i'm writing if you're writing i need you to to put it there fantastic great great you know i, lo I love my comment session buzzing you know so if you want me to keep going just 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 keep it going yourself okay <laughs> fantastic okay all right now so you you i just i just spoke about um a thought that you should have the thought of um building structures that are rooted in god's intention so that they don't en end up being hollow structure with little or no impact now the question is what are you rep replenishing this is very very critical and i remember when i taught when i taught this in one of my courses awaken to your purpose and i have a feeling i'm going to teach awaken to your purpose maybe um like middle of january because i usually like to teach it to for people to be empowered for the coming year now when i when i taught awaken to your purpose one of the things i said to them is many people say but how do i find my purpose so when i said to you people what are your intangible heritage some people struggled and it's okay to struggle now i'm going to help you real quickly on why you should not struggle now when you go to the book of genesis the lord said um man i'm blessing you and i want you to be fruitful multiply fill the earth replenish the earth subdue it and take dominion you begin to look at this five pronged approach that god gave to the man he created and you find out that embedded within the instruction of god is the purpose of all humanity and I can say these things I'm saying to the CEO of any company and it stands true and it stands firm. And the people in the world that have embraced the spiritual principle have become the most impactful, even though they do not refer to him as God, neither do they give him the honor that he deserves. Every time you build and you build along the lines of number one, fruitfulness. And I need you to write it down. I know you know it. Number two, multiplication. Number three, replenishment. Number four, subduing. And number five, dominion. Every time you build along the lines of these five pillars, you are bound to build something that has a lasting impact. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Who was blessed tonight? Who was blessed? Who was blessed? Let me see in the comments. Um, let me see in the comments some of the things that stood out to you, building to create lasting impact. What else did you receive that was a blessing for you tonight? Just type it in the chats. Type it in the chats. Yes, very deep teachings. Absolutely. We have all been blessed. But I want us to write out the things that have stood out for us. Many times it's easy to receive all of these um, powerful teachings and not, you know, take the time to take them one after the other and just identify one or two things that have really stood out for us. Stretch the boundaries of your minds according to the abundance and provisions of God. Yes, that is very powerful. Um, start from the intangible thinking rooted in God. 
if people cannot testify to the impact of what we've built, it won't last. Absolutely. So people are very, very, very important in God's agenda. Everything God did was centered around and it included his people. Jesus Christ coming to the world to die. Why? So that he could win people. As Christians, as believers, our assignment, our task, yes, salvation is given to us. But after we have received, we are to win souls. So it's a people business. You know, um, whatever we are building, it has to impact lives. And so people are a huge part of everything that we build. Yes, to have a long-lasting impact, it requires long-lasting sacrifices. Absolutely. Uh, what's uh, my intangible heritage that I am living for my children? The kingdom is measured by transformed minds. Yes. The difference between tangible and intangible heritage. Yes, yes, yes. So much. What? Uh, what I'm building. Okay. Give me an eternal. Yes, is what I'm building. Will what I'm building give me an eternal benefit? Five pillars to build according to Genesis one verse twenty eight. That is a hack. You know, as Apostle said many times, people say, "Oh, I don't know my purpose." You know, and all of that. People think purpose is this static, stationary thing that is one thing for the rest of your life, but purpose is, our purpose is in God and created by God. God, we are supposed to be living and walking in purpose. And because God is not far to be one thing, if you understand what I'm saying, as time goes to, it's like they, they need to keep being renewed. And so I pray that the Lord brings deliverance to everything static, you know, that mindset to the mode of their own person, God, for their lives, for our lives in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, impact shouldn't be static. It needs to be a global Impact. I pray that, that the Lord indeed makes us bigger, bigger and bigger. Remember, come up higher. So imagine what He wants to show everyone, every one of us that. Hears the word of God is able to reach the high places that God has called. God's intention is reclaimed. When you have, imagine how it is when that thing does not come to pass. Imagine now put this in context um, with God and the times when God has a hope in the calling for which He has called us. And imagine how many times we do not live up to that. What happens to the hopes that God has for us? Many times we see it as you know um, the word being moved on to another generation or to another person. But just for a moment, try and consider what it must mean 
or what it must feel like for a father that hopes and desires because he has given everything to a child, given everything to a generation and the establishment of it and the fulfillment of it does not come to pass. I pray that in the name of Jesus, by reason of our actions and by reason of our response and by reason of our diligence, we will not dash the hopes that heaven has for us, that God has for us in the name of Jesus. I pray that our work, the work that we do, the structures that we build, the impacts and the legacies that we leave and we, we we create on the earth will be pleasing to the Father and it would meet his expectations for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for such a time as this. We thank you, Jesus, because your word, when you came on the earth, you spoke and you said metanoia. Your word to us was to change our minds and we understand that even in salvation, there is room to continually grow and there's room to continually change and there's room to continually be transformed. And so Father, we thank you for the grace, Lord, and the strength for transformation tonight. We thank you for the power uh, from your words that transforms us and we partner with your word and we partner with the power of God that is at work in our lives. In the name of Jesus, the transformation that is required that for us to become the men and the women that you have called us to be, Baba, it will be established in our lives in the name of Jesus. As we hear these words, Lord, our hearts will it's not be because, um, he, This boy has the capacity to be as we hear these words, Lord, our minds will not be hardened. As we hear these words, Lord, our standards, Lord, that we have set in our hearts will not be hardened. And if there be any hardness of heart, Lord, we pray for the touch of the Spirit. We pray for the intervention of the Spirit. And we pray for the help of the Holy Spirit, because many times we don't know which way to go. Many times it could be for a reason of fear, Lord, or for whatever it is. But we receive help from the Holy Spirit today, Father, to navigate, Lord God, and to pivot, Lord, and to shift indeed in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise and we thank you. We worship you, Almighty God. Thank you, Father, for this dominion mandate that you have given to us. For them, Father, in the name of Jesus, until Christ, generation and generations to come. For in Amen. Amen. I hope we have been blessed tonight. Anyone share a bit on what AI shared about people? Hmm. Well, I don't, I don't know what parts you want us to speak to, but there was... Um, there was so much that was shared. I know one thing specifically that she mentioned was that, um, let me let me run through my notes. People are a very important key because if we don't what we are building and so in everything that we do, uh, um, the replenishing, you know, the fruitfulness, who is being fed, 
yes, the recording will not be put uh, and that you can share your file. Please, you can send an email to prayer, you know, POI available for just some of the that will help as well. All right. As we close tonight, I pray that the mighty hand of God rests upon you. I pray that your night time is blessed. I pray that as you go to sleep, everything that the spirit of God has released over you penetrates into your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus.